you've been waiting for this podcast. I, I've like I, the, the content matter you have been waiting for for a long time. I feel like this is the only podcast that I'm going to have the upper hand in all year. This I, is the only one. Yeah, and that uh, only one. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, welcome to a special conference final edition of LR Weekly. Um, We'll just jump right in. Uh, we, we are going to save the Packer game for last. Um, <laughs> I just, I Anyways. Uh, Cindy's Titans. Man, oh man. Yeah. Uh, talk about a clunker of it. Like, it was an entertaining game, but I do not feel like either team played especially well. If you look at the Titans offensively, they I mean, they never played well. The whole game. No. And, I mean, you look, the Bengals, that offense looked atrocious. I talked to your mom, actually, the other day. Who you are a brave soul. Um, I just said, you are a quarterback away from being a very good football team. Ryan Tannehill, awful decisions on Saturday. Not that guy, pal. Um, Not that guy. Really struggled. Just... And that's the thing, like, Derrick Henry still got 20 carries, but he was outgained by Donta Foreman, and Donta Foreman only had four carries for 66 yards. So as we expected, that Henry was not going to be Derrick Henry in this football game. The fact that you have Derrick Henry on the field helps you offensively because the defense has to honor the fact that Derrick Henry's in the football game. But this wasn't the Derrick Henry of weeks, you know, three, four, five, six, and so on. Tannehill just made awful decisions, cost his team the football game. I mean, realistically, the Titans had an opportunity to go down the field and win the football game. And then one bad pass leads to the Bengals getting an opportunity with under 40 seconds, getting field goal range. And I think you have to say that McPherson was the player of the game. Um I mean, yeah, and and you look, I mean, the theme throughout the whole weekend was special teams won championships. Well, got you two championships. And, I mean, if you look at this game as a whole, I mean, the Bengals only had one touchdown the whole game. And and the idea that you can go on the road in a divisional playoff game against the one seed, score one touchdown the entire game, and come away with a win – I mean, I don't know if that says more to the ineptitude of the Titans or if it speaks to the Bengals' defense. I would tend to say that it speaks more towards the ineptitude of the Titans' offense. And the thing is, is that this started from the first snap. I mean, first play of the game, Tannehill throws a pick. And, and I mean, I, I don't know about anyone else watching, but I got the, it's going to be this sort of Tanny today. And the second that you know that, like, game's over. Yep. And that's the very frustrating part that's got to be for Titans fans is that your defense played incredibly well for the situations that they were put in. Yeah. I mean, you look short field on the first possession. And then you you keep looking. And since he really had one drive, maybe two drives that were very impressive drives, the rest of the time they were – Short fields. Yeah. And and I agree completely with what you said. If this Titans team gets a quarterback, 
They they will run the AFC. No, I don't know about run the they AFC. They will run the AFC. I strictly on the grounds of that defense. That that defense shut down the Bengals. The Bengals are an electric offensive team. Yeah. They were the hottest offensive team coming into the weekend. And the Titans just smacked them down. Yeah. But again, I think this goes back to just they, Tanny had a bad Tanny game. 15 to 24, a touchdown and three interceptions. You cannot lose the turnover battle at home in the playoffs. No. You just can't. And that ended up costing them the game. Uh, I agree with you. Derrick Henry did not look like Derrick Henry. He, It was almost as soon as he got hit, he went down. He didn't have any of those. He wasn't a punishing runner. No. Now, there was a couple of carries where I saw him hit the hole and you're like, the speed was there. Right. The speed was there. But the problem is, is that... He couldn't have those punishing four to five yard runs in the first and second quarter where, yeah, he gets hit at the line, but then he falls forward for four or five yards. It was he got hit, he went down, which then really set the tone offensively for the Titans. And we've said all along, you might be able to win with Tanny, but you will not win because of Tanny. And at the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill cost the Titans a trip to the AFC Championship. Yeah, and I think uh, talking about uh, Derrick Henry there, the stat, one of my favorite stats, yak, yards after contact, right? That was something that Derrick Henry made himself on. He runs guys over, gets five or six extra yards after contact. Didn't have that in him. Again, Evan McPherson, to me, I don't care what anyone says, a rookie kicker from Florida goes out, goes four for four, Hits a 54-yarder to send your team to the AFC Championship. That is called Gajones of Steel, my friends. Well, did you see, like, when they were lining up, he told... I don't know if it was... Bur- I think Burrow. It was still Burrow. Oh, it looks like we're playing for an AFC Championship. Yeah, now that takes... Boy! Yeah. Which, I love that. Yeah, the confidence. You have a kicker with confidence like that, you know... It must be nice. Yeah, I mean... I don't know what that's like. It's That's huge. Um, so, shout out Evan McPherson for me. Player of the game. Got, rookie kicker from Florida. Got the job done. 54-yarder. The Bengals are playing for a trip to the Super Bowl this weekend. Wild concept. Absolutely. Absolutely wild concept. Um, Rams and Bucks. Um, Talk about a tale of two halves. I, right? I mean... To me, I, I I had my buddy Jason over on Sunday with his uh, his girlfriend, and we were all sitting there, and I was like, man, this game is over. Like, we're sitting there in the third quarter, 27 to 13. I'm like, this game's over. All the Rams have to do is not make well, mistakes. It, it's 27 to 3. It, I mean, it was 27 to 3. Right, at one point. And, and somebody puts up, he's like, oh, Brady's been here before. At when it was 28-3. And I'm like, okay, guys, like it's not gonna happen again. And then it happened. It happened again. Yeah. At some point, you know, when they go so to start the fourth quarter, you had fumble fumble. And then turnover on downs, miss field goal, turnover on downs. And at that point it's 27 to 13. You're like, okay, th- this is this is done. Yeah. At 27 to 13, under five minutes left. You're like, okay, that fun story, Brady's. And then he just finds a way every single time. Now, I want to touch on pass defense and this football game. 
First of all, if you are the Los Angeles Rams, how do you let Mike Evans get that wide open? Right. Problem number one. However, then, problem number two. Hey, Bucks, (laughs) how do you let Cooper Cup get that wide? Literally. Probably the best wide receiver in the game. And we're like, ah, we're just going to throw a single coverage on him. To me, you in that situation after they tied the game at 27, the Rams have the ball. You put through a, a linebacker, a corner, and a safety all on Cooper Cup. And say, hey, if Odell wants to beat us, fine. Right. Which is wild, by the way. Right. That we're saying that. But to me, Cooper Cup, nine receptions, 183 yards, one touchdown. Does Cooper Cup now solidify himself in the MVP conversation? Now, well, so here's the thing. Theoretically, the MVP has already been decided. See, and that to me is a bummer because I think that the most valuable player also needs to show up in the postseason. So here's here's the thing. Number one. Yeah, I I would tend to agree. However, playoffs are a different breed. Yeah, and I think because and you're seeing this, it's about who's hot right now. We will get into that because I'm coming for all you people who came at me with the "What do you mean home field doesn't matter?" Y'all are trolls. Look what happened this weekend. However, what impressed me about the Bucks so that 55 yard touchdown pass to Mike Evans. He made Jalen Ramsey look like a JV defensive back. Yep. And I, this game, it's interesting because you look at the lines for Stafford and Brady. This game looks on paper like it should be a blowout. I mean, Brady with the pick. The Bucks did not run the ball well at all. 51 yards of rushing. That's it. You should not be able... But then you look at the Rams, only 73 yards of rushing. This was a typical, let's air the ball out with two pocket passer quarterback football games. Yeah, and it, to me, like Tampa Bay just, it was Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette. Like, to me, what made Tampa Bay so good, they missed that Ronald Jones, you know, those other running backs to mix in with Fournette. And I get, like, Playoff Lenny is a different breed, man. He's a great running back come playoff time. But, I mean, yes, he did score two touchdowns. Shout out for his last touchdown. Won me like 180 bucks on the same game. Gatto is over 49 and a half. He had an 11-yard rush to get 51. Huge. Um, but Leonard Fournette is not a running back that is a pass-catching running back either to me. Um, now he was this, this weekend, but normally I feel like Leonard Fournette's not that guy coming out of the backfield, catching balls a lot. Um, Tampa Bay really missed another wide receiver threat. If you have a Chris Godwin, I think this is a different football game. I think this is a different team, but all in all, great football game, great comeback by the Bucks and just an absolute blow up on the back end of that defense to allow Cooper Cup to catch that ball and 
the Rams get up and spike it. And I don't know if you watched the clip of Stafford yelling at his players to get up and spike it. There was a similar situation to that when he played in Detroit and he was mic'd up for that game and he's like yelling at his offensive line. like, let's go! Get your butt up here! Let's go! And then he said, come on, clock, clock, clock! And he was going to clock it and then said it was on like the one-yard line. He just reached over the line for a touchdown to win the game. And I just... Right now, Josh, I know this is going to be hard. I'm kind of rooting for Matt Stafford. No, I, I am too because the, Matt Stafford is a guy who he had everything working against him in Detroit. Right. He, you know, and now he's in a good situation. And the nice thing sitting here, no, besides the Chiefs, I mean, the, the Chiefs are a juggernaut right now. You're going to have at least some fresher faces. In the Super Bowl, the team names might be what we're familiar with, but at least from the NFC side, you're either going to have Matthew Stafford or Jimmy Garoppolo start in the Super Bowl. Right. That's fantastic for me. Like, I mean, obviously, and again, we'll get to the Packers. My number one choice would have been Aaron Rodgers, but it's not going to be Tom Brady. Right. You know, this is, I think, saw something. This is the first time in 11 years that the championship round of the playoffs will not feature Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Right, 2009 was so the last year. So what I think we're starting to see here is this evolution and changing of the guard at NFL quarterback. Now, you know, yes, Brady, Rodgers, Brady and regular season Aaron Rodgers, which again, we'll get to. Um, those guys have had, they've dominated the last two decades. But I think now you're starting to see Stafford's, I'm not ready to say Garoppolo, but then especially on the AFC side, Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, those are your big three for the foreseeable yep. future. Yep. And it's exciting to see this newer blood um, yep. come in. What is fascinating for me is that, again, you have a team who goes on the road, loses the turnover battle, but still wins the game. And now, Christian... Move to kicking because Tampa Bay missed a field goal. Yep. And you look at this, and and it's just a theme over the whole weekend was special teams create special teams. Do you like what I did there? Yeah, I do. You like what I do there? Okay. So you look, okay. Rams don't miss a field goal. Tampa Bay misses a field goal, loses the game by three. Uh, Matt Gay did miss a field goal. He missed one that came up short, which was weird. It was a 49 like yard that came up I well think, short. I think he just, just clunked it, kind of like a chip that I have at uh, Aberdeen when I hit a beautiful When you drive. don't use your putter. Yeah. Um. So it, it's one of those things where, hey, special teams are going to cost you games. and They're also going to win you games. They're going to win you games, and I think you saw that uh, with the Rams – and the Bucks, uh, great football game. Absolutely a great football but game, but not anywhere close to the game of the weekend. No, the game of the weekend has to be Buffalo and Kansas. It has to be. I a stat we, that blew my mind: Patrick Mahomes throws for 188 yards after the two-minute warning of the fourth quarter. Yep. Let like. You ready for? You want me to add to that? Let's go. Like the stats from this. Patrick game are Mahomes stupid. threw for 188 yards after the two-minute warning. The Chicago Bears did that nine times all season. That's something, isn't it? Is It is sickening as a Bears fan to hear that. Um, because, once again, I, that every time Patrick Mahomes plays in a big game, we got to hear, well, guess what, Bears fans? 
You could have had him. You could have okay, had him. You could have had him. Hindsight on that is fine. You can go back, listen to some of our very, very old podcasts back in the CP and J days. No one was a hundred percent sold on Patrick Mahomes because yeah, he was great in college, but it was gimmicky. No one knew that he was going to translate like this. And Chiefs fans were like, oh, we knew everybody. We knew. Okay, no, you didn't. You did not know that you were getting an all-world quarterback. Yeah. Because just as easily, he could have been a bust. Yeah. He really could have. What what stands out to me about this football game is that it was an incredible football game from the start to the finish from both sides. Yeah. You know, you look whether, you know, you talk Packers 49ers, the offense was just bad the whole game. You look at Titans Bengals, same sort of deal. You look at um <coughs> Bucks Rams. Yep. One team was good, the other team wasn't. This game, it was just two giants going at it. Yep. The whole game. You look at the lines, Josh Allen in a loss. 27 to 37, 329 yards, four touchdowns. 109 yards rushing as a team. Granted, Josh Allen had 68 of those. But then you go over to the Patrick Mahomes line. 33 of 34, three touchdowns, 182 yards of rushing as a team. However, if you would have told me at the beginning of the day that Tyreek Hill would have had negative rushing yards, I would have told you the Chiefs lost. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just how it would have been. Um, I just what a football game. Again, there's a side of me that goes, "Oh, well, the execution down the end wasn't great." Okay, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you were a person who is sitting on the couch upset Sunday night, like, "Oh, well, that defense in the last was terrible." Stop. Like you, you just don't have that opinion. If you do have that opinion, get a new opinion because your opinion's terrible. Yeah, and I. Talk about just a heartbreaking loss for Buffalo. Um, this was a situation where you're, I was sitting on my couch when uh, Gabriel Davis caught his fourth touchdown. It's sick, game over. Sick game from Gabriel Davis. Like, if you picked a wide receiver to have a game, everybody's like, oh, Stephon Diggs. Uh, Stephon Diggs, three receptions, seven yards. Gabriel Davis, eight receptions, 201 yards, and four touchdowns. The man was just on a different planet on Sunday night. Now, how much of that do you think that they're like, okay, we're going to cover Diggs, we're going to cover Sanders, we're going to cover Beasley, and then... He just frees up. Yeah, he just and, frees up. But that's what makes a, a good team a great team, is that when you have receivers like that that can step up in big moments and make big plays, Davis made big plays to put Buffalo in a position to win the football game. When you score with third what 14 14 seconds left you think the game is over and it should have been but what and again i know you said get a different opinion but that breakdown defensively to allow mahomes and that kansas city defense or offense to get down the field and get themselves in a field goal position to me was just heart-wrenching for um and i think also now um leslie frazier Talking about coaching hires, Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator was a hot commodity. After this game, I don't think so much as him as a hot commodity. Um, but so, so there were a couple of things that have come out in the two days prior. Um, so one of them was a mic'd up segment of Kelsey um, on the sideline and then also in the huddle. 
So if you look at that Buffalo defense, they were essentially playing a shell defense with that. With 13 seconds left, I can't necessarily fault them for playing a shell. For playing a shell. No, I agree. And I get that they had the two timeouts. I understand that. But the one thing you didn't want to let happen is to let Tyreek Hill get loose on the outside. You didn't want to let Kelsey get loose on the outside. Hey, if they can run, I mean, let's also give some credit here to them big hogs up front for Kansas City who were able to move down the field that quickly to even put them in the position. Yeah. Now, another great point, special teams. Was the best decision to kick the ball deep and not run any time off that clock? Yeah. To squib it, you're going to take at least two or three seconds off the clock. Yeah, and that would have been the difference in the football game. And so you look, and again, the decision-making, you can go back and forth, but the creativity and the play calling for the Chiefs on those two plays, like, hey, yeah, we have 13 seconds. We're essentially going to throw like a little dink and doink to Tyreek Hill, let him run for a little while. Yeah, The clock management on that drive... Was unbelievable. Yeah, hey, Mike McCarthy, take some notes. 100%, man. And that's where I look. You, it Just a well-coached football team yeah. for Kansas City. And here's just the truth of the whole matter. We said when Kansas City had their rough start that not, not you, not me, not anyone should be picking against the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is why. Because when they get rolling... Like, Buffalo, this was the best game that Buffalo has played all year. At least on the offensive side of the ball. And it's not enough. Yeah, And that's, to me, that's what's heart-wrenching most. Is that you played such a perfect game offensively for Buffalo. And you couldn't get the job done. Um, to me, heartbreaking loss for Buffalo. I, I, I was honestly rooting for Josh Allen. Um, I picked Kansas City, but I was rooting for the Bills. Um Again, we're looking for new faces, you know, in the Super Bowl. I think it would have been awesome for Buffalo to get their opportunity. You know, Buffalo, if you had a Buffalo and Cincinnati AFC Championship game, you're guaranteed a new face. Yeah. Um, But heartbreaking for Buffalo. Give credit for Kansas City. Now we we have to approach the elephant in the room. We have to talk about it. Overtime rules. Thank you. Do they need to change, yes or no, and why? My first thing is, I would not... If I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, I am not saying it wasn't fair because we didn't get an opportunity. You had an opportunity to win the football game with 14 seconds left, and you couldn't get the job done in regulation. I think as a whole, though, we need to look at the rules. Yeah. And, And here's my thing. I like a spin on the college idea. Correct. Where each team gets a chance. A possession. A possession. I don't want it to start from the 25. No. I want, you know, let's kick the ball off. Let's play a possession. Yep. If team one scores a field goal, team two goes down, scores a touchdown, game over, fine. Yep. But we have to look at, is the idea that Josh Allen and that offense never got on the field really good for the game? That answer has to be no. Yeah. And I, I, you know, this happened to Patrick Mahomes, you know, when Tom Brady was in New England. Yep. And he didn't get an opportunity to possess the ball. Um, so 
do we do we think okay this is just an you know here's your freebie because of what happened to you previously i don't know but i think i'm on all on board with the overtime rules need to be both team possesses a ball if team a scores a touchdown team b scores a touchdown next basket wins correct you and know? i have no problem with it at that point because then hey defense you had two chances to get a stop and you couldn't you couldn't but to say especially like in that case where you had a defense who was just on the field flip of a coin now you're back on the field that's a lot to ask of a defense and i i understand the concept of well hey go down and get a stop okay everyone knew whoever got that ball first was going to win was going to win the football game so here's my here's my proposal if you want to keep this these overtime rules for the regular season, fine. fine. Playoffs. But playoffs, both yep. teams need to possess the football because time doesn't matter in overtime in the and postseason. And have it Yeah, just have a play clock and that's it. Both teams possess the ball. You Both teams get three timeouts. Let's roll. I think it needs to happen. Well, and then even if it's untimed, you don't even need timeouts. Just have your play clock. Well, I would think you would still need timeouts in case, you know, one, you're going to For, have, like, the play clock situation yeah, or something like that. Yeah, you still need timeouts. And um, I just think that that needs to happen just because it makes the game more exciting. Because like everyone involved. Yeah. Um, but what a game. You know, give it up for Kansas City. Played their hearts out. What a comeback. What a back and forth that game was. One of the greatest football games. I think it's got to be up there with that third or the Sunday night game, Week 18, Chargers Raiders. I think this game edged out that one. Correct. Um, I think I think that was the second best game of the season, though. Um, What a game! What a fun game to just kick back and watch. But if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, um, you know, go through a table for one more time. That's a bummer. All right, buddy. Let me have it. (laughs) so josh i was sitting at my mom's house saturday um before our we had our ring ceremony on saturday after like early evening and i said mom you know i told josh on the podcast i want the packers i think the packers could lose by 14 and i sat there and i you could we could call her up right now I told her, no, that's not what I want to happen. You know what I want to happen? I want 11-year player of the Chicago Bears, Robbie Gold, to send the Packers packing. That's what I want. (laughs) It was just an absolute meltdown for the Packers. I just, I think... This has to be the most disappointing loss in Packers history. Just, I I get the no. the NFC Championship game against Seattle's got to probably be up there too. I I am going to tell you that the year we go fifteen and one in the regular season and then lose to the Giants in the playoffs that one hurt oh. way more than this. one. Okay. Anyways, but th- this this hurts for different reasons. So. I just love the everybody like the last dance, the last dance. This is the last dance, and now everywhere you look, it's it's the last choke. He's so, coming back. Um, 
Not a chance. He won't play for any while. So he's either going to play for the Packers or he's going to retire. I, I, I think he's going to go somewhere else. But anyway, I I loved it. It was, as um, Barstool Carl said on Twitter, that this was the best Bears victory in 10 years. Um, and the Bears didn't even play. But we claim Robbie Gold as one of our own. Um, I We sat here after the Bears-Packers game on Sunday night. And the Bears dominated the Packers on special teams. And I said to you, I don't care that the Green Bay has a great offense. At some point, the special teams is going to cost you. Didn't take that long. Did not take that long to cost them. Absolute 10. Josh, you had 10 men on the field on the last play of the game. You didn't even have enough guys on the field to block a kick. The biggest play of your season. 10 guys on the field. Aaron Rodgers looked atrocious all night. Granted, those conditions were not ideal to play in at all. But the last dance turned into the last choke. The Packers are the greatest regular... Aaron Rodgers is the greatest regular season quarterback in history. Maybe the biggest choke artist when it comes to the playoffs. Oh, I told just how happy is it for us to just get to sit now and watch football, relax, don't even care now. Whoever wins, wins, as long as it wasn't, you know, hey, instead of being immunized from the Super Bowl, he decided to just immunize himself from the NFC Championship game. Um, Heartbreaker. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled that Green Bay is done. I don't have to worry about because I honestly, Josh, I told you I thought this was the year. I thought Green Bay was going to the Super Bowl. I I was scared to death for that to occur, but I'm I'm glad when I'm wrong in this instance. I am I'm thrilled. So I'm just gonna kick back and let you have the floor and let you vent. Like this is a safe place, Josh. Go ahead and let's hear your thoughts. Okay, number one. For all the Bears fans out there, you are pathetic swine. <laughs> Literally, you take more joy in the Packers losing than the Bears winning. I would agree with that. And 100%. That, that is an absolute miserable existence. Well, like, you know. I feel sorry for you, you miserable, <laughs> horrible, irrelevant heap of garbage. <laughs> now, let's address. This whole, the special teams cost the Packers the game. No. Were the special teams good? No, they weren't. Did it contribute to the Packers losing? Absolutely it did. One thing, and one thing only, cost the Green Bay Packers the game. It's Aaron Rodgers. Cost the Green Bay Packers the game. He had 20 completions. Only two of them were to someone not named Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams. You go back, you watch the game, which I have done an unhealthy amount of times already. The amount of times that, and I get that Big Dog had the fumble on that second drive. Here's my problem with Aaron Rodgers. That one fumble... Changed Aaron Rodgers completely. He didn't have any confidence to throw the ball to anyone else. Correct. 
Um, really quick, can I just ask a question? Sure. Uh, you begged and begged and begged to get Randall Cobb back, and then he doesn't even get I, a... He got I'm, one target! Let me get there. All right, go ahead. So, remember when we were talking, you remember I said something about how if the Packers played the Bucks, it wouldn't matter because they're in Rodgers' head. Aaron Rodgers can claim all he wants to, that he is some intellectual high thinker who's you know smarter than all of us and thinks differently than all of this that whatever he is soft in the playoffs one fumble to Mercedes Lewis and he only looked for Devontae or Aaron Jones that's it the rest of the game where was Alan Lazar where's Mercedes Lewis like you said, where was Randall Cobb? Can I? Who's Dominic Defini? Why? He's where a f- did like a running back fullback? Where did he come from? Now, here's here's at the end of the day, the Packers organization got what the Packers organization deserved from top to bottom because as a fan base. Me included, we have elevated Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm not going to say myself because, and you can go back and listen repeatedly on this podcast. I've said that Aaron Rodgers does not belong anywhere in the same conversation as Tom Brady. I've said that repeatedly over and over and over again. He does not belong in that conversation. But what the Packers fans and Packers organization has done is that the Packers organization has elevated Aaron Rodgers to this, look how great he is, with really just one year of that. Aaron Rodgers has won as many NFC championships as Rex Grossman. Woo! Like, that's that's what we're talking about here. He's been to as many Super Bowls as Joe Flacco. And Rex Grossman. And Rex Grossman. (laughs) Like, what are we... And then we elevate him. Now, let's go to the front office with Brian Gunacoust. Hey, buddy, you caused all this drama three years ago or two years ago when you drafted Jordan Love. You had a chance to go all in. Look at what the Rams are doing. They went all in. They surrounded their superstars with more superstars. What do we do? We surround our superstar with his replacement. After an MVP calendar year. After going 13-3 and in the regular season, we draft our replacement for our all-world quarterback. And then we have another offseason. And instead of trying to put more stars around him, nope, we don't. And then we have all this drama stir up where the front office is leaking this, the front office is leaking that. And then we wonder why Aaron Rodgers isn't very happy. Here's end of the day. This was a failure of the Packers' offense. Yeah, the special teams haven't been good all year. But I hate, like, people, well, if the punt doesn't get blocked, you win the game. Okay, fine. If Aaron Rodgers isn't completely incompetent in that second half, guess what happens? The Packers win the football game. The Packers all year have won games with six-yard outs, seven-yard outs. And then guess what that does? That brings in that secondary, which then opens up the long ball downfield. Instead, it's third and ten. And instead of, you know, let hey, let's run a slant. Let's run a cross. Let's run an out 
to the sidelines. What do we do? We chuck the ball up to Devontae in double coverage. Aaron Rodgers cannot make good decisions in pressure situations. This goes all the way back to the one Super Bowl he does win. Go back, you look at that. What won that game? The Packers defense, not Aaron Rodgers. At the end of the day, what it's time for all of football to realize is that Aaron Rodgers is not as good as we think he is. Because in the regular season, he gets six games against the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions, guaranteed. Yeah, if you're a halfway decent quarterback, you should go 6-0, in that every single year. You have no excuses not to. But at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers has not won a single thing for the Packers when it matters. Yeah, he's won a whole lot of regular season games. He's won you one conference championship. He choked away two other ones. Now, moving forward, you've said last dance this, last dance that. I honestly think there's a better chance than not that Aaron Rodgers is back with the Green Bay Packers. That's not what I want. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, four times, five times, six times, seven. However many times you want to say this, it's time for the Packers to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he probably still has three, four, five great years left. That's fine. But you have to start moving on at some point. And if Aaron Rodgers isn't completely bought into being a Green Bay Packer, why would you want him there? It's time to move on. This was a complete system failure on the part of the Green Bay Packers. And it started last offseason. And it just continued through the whole year. I'm not buying the, oh, this is the special team's fault. This is the MVP's fault. You can't throw zero touchdowns. And then not take a huge amount of the blame. 90% of the blame for the offense's ineptitude rests on one man and one man only, and that is Aaron Rodgers. He got these guys to buy into his play style, and then he doesn't give Devontae, Allen, Mercedes. He only threw to Devontae 11 times. Like, over half of his completions... Word to your running, like, it's just, it's a complete system failure. And it's time for a complete rebuild. And I want to go one more thing before I let you talk again. Everyone was like, oh, well, getting rid of Mike McCarthy is so important. And yeah, Mike McCarthy is a horrible coach in the playoffs. Proof, the Dallas Cowboys two weeks ago. Well, Aaron Rodgers has had a different coach for three years now. And in three straight years, same result can't get the job done. At some point, Aaron's got to realize that, hey, you know the Michael Jackson song, Christian, that I'm thinking about? The man in the mirror? It's time for Aaron to accept responsibility. He failed the Green Bay Packers organization. Now, I want to give you this as well. Watching his interview on McAfee today, that was a humbled Aaron Rodgers today. I haven't seen him like that in a long, long time. I I actually haven't listened to it yet, but it, I, it was one of those where you're like, "That's a different guy." So here's here's the question. Yeah, I I I don't think there's a chance he goes back to Green Bay. I think he is so red. I think 
it's like you said. I think it's time for them to have a healthy divorce. Yeah. I think it's time. Um, I think it would be good. For, well, I hope it's good for one person, and that's Aaron Rodgers. I hope it's awful for the Green Bay Packers, obviously, as a Bears fan. I'm just ready for there to the Packers not to be an automatic loss every week, time we play them. But, so he said he, I did see a part where he said that um, he's going to wait on his decision after the franchise tag yeah. deadline. So that would be if Devontae gets franchised. So here's the question. Do you think he's doing that out of the respect of Adams? Or do you think he's doing that to see if Adams gets tagged and then he's like, all right, I'll go back one more year. Or do you think he's just doing it like, okay, I'll let Devontae have his time to get his money, and then I'm going to decide. Because I th- honestly, Josh, I can see him playing in a, in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform next year. I don't think he'll go to Pittsburgh. The one spot where I really think that he fits and fits well is Indianapolis. Yeah. I think that Indianapolis inside never really has to play in bad weather. I think Indy would be a great fit for him. Um, uh, he would have to play in Jacksonville twice a year, and he's not, not a fan of playing in Jacksonville. He has to play in Jacksonville once a year. Um, oh, yeah, that's right, once a year. But So here's the amount of respect that Aaron Rodgers doesn't talk very highly of a lot of people. Um, I truly believe that he cares about Devontae, and he wants to get what's best for Devontae. Um I think if Devontae stays, Aaron stays. Um, I think if Devontae goes, Aaron goes. Um, But if you're the Packers, how do you let Devontae go anywhere else? Now, they're 38-something million dollars over the salary cap. 44 million. Okay, 44 million. So obviously some changes are going to have to come into place. So to Um, me, in that instance, because this... This would be his second year playing under the tag. That price tag gets higher and higher and higher. Correct. So, I think for the Packers, you either offer him a contract or you're going to have to let Tay walk. Correct. And that's, again, it comes back to, all right, you've elevated these two guys. You've let them hold you hostage, really. And, again, what franchise wouldn't have let those two hold you hostage? I mean, one of, if not the top route running wide receivers in football and a top three quarterback. Yeah, not many franchises can say they had both at the same time. How it, This is the bed the Packers have made, and I think that this is going to be a very pivotal offseason for how the franchise moves forward. I mean, at the end of the day, we knew that Rodgers at some point was – I mean, either whether that's retirement or whatever, going to be gone. Um, however, I still think that retirement is a larger possibility than him playing somewhere else. Because I get that he, he's patched things up with Guntekust. He's patched things up with you know the other guys in the front office. I do genuinely think that he loves the city of Green Bay and he loves the Packer fans. Um, so I I don't know, man. I would say it's 50-50 right now whether he comes back or he retires. I don't think he plays anywhere else. Um, I, I just, to me, 
it, I just don't think he can, or the front office, they've. How many times are you going to watch this until you say, "All right, something ain't working"? Well, so here's here's a question. Okay, so obviously I have said on this podcast tonight that I'm ready to move on. I yep. am. Do I realize that that's going to be a huge step backwards for the Packers organization? Yeah, I do because whatever his playoff performance has been, he's the two-time will be the two-time reigning league MVP. My the question then that the Packers organization has to ask themselves is okay, yeah, he's choked in the playoffs. Uh who are we going to get that even gets us to that position? I mean, who are you going to get? You got Jordan Love, man. And love is all you need. And I you know, I I don't know. I mean, I think you have to the Packers organization and the front office. I, I do not envy them. Like, let, let's just put it that way. Um, I do not envy the position that they are in. Um, but again, end of the day, I think it's a coin flip one way or the other on whether Aaron comes back or not. Um, I don't see him going to the AFC strictly on the grounds of. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, J- Patrick Mahomes, and Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah, I mean you Joe Burrow. Gotta, that's what I'm saying. So he's going to be the third and a half. You know, w- which is crazy to say. Um, um, can I can I break some news? Sure. Um, Bears have officially hired Chiefs Executive Director of Player Management and Personnel Ryan Poles as their general manager. And um, lots of people are very excited about this hire. Lots of people are very high, excited about Mitchell Trubisky, too. Um, no, they weren't. But um, you, all, you were? No. You I was, bought a jersey. I bought a jersey after they went to the playoffs. Um, but that everyone's really excited about that hire. I, hey, listen, this is the only Bears news we have right now. Correct. Um, so now I guess he's going to have a hand in the hiring now. He's going to make the final decision. Take it out of McCaskey's hands, which is how it should be anyway for a guy that said, I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan of the team. I won't make a coaching hire. No. It's Flores. Flores is the guy. Well, anyways. I, anyway. Um, so, yeah I, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, same song, third verse for Packer fans. I mean, really, same song, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh verse. You, you just can't get over that hump. But what it does, I mean, it just more and more proves how sp- just – Tom Brady's talent and what he did. I I don't think there has it, He's it, not even the, in the same breath as Tom Brady now. No one is. No. No one is. And anyone who wants to say otherwise is out of their out of their minds. Tom Brady is the single greatest quarterback to have ever walked planet Earth. Yeah. And at this point it's not even close. All right, can we stop talking about the Packers, please? Like, I, I successfully like avoided Packer talk for the majority of this week, um, and, and I just need a little bit more of it. Um, moving to the games this weekend, uh, we get Rams Niners Part Two. I'm very part excited. three, right? It's part well because we had Week 18. Uh, that was really exciting. Um, again, for all of you trolls who came at me with the. Oh, well, home field's so important. You look like a bunch of morons right now, just to be perfectly honest. Number one, I told you that Lambeau doesn't mean a thing. Guess what? Lambeau didn't mean a thing. Well, home field, okay, how much did it help Tom Brady? 
didn't. How much did it help? Well, Tennessee. I, I'm not sure anything would help Ryan Tannehill on Saturday. But this, just stop with your home field nonsense. It doesn't matter at all. Shoot, let's be real. The Bills outplayed the Chiefs for you know majority of that game. And if it wasn't for the luck of the coin flip, guess what? We probably have four lower seeds who go in and win last weekend. If that coin gets flipped and ends for the Bills, we have four road teams that go in and win last weekend. Yep. So all of you, home field's so important. No, it's not. What's important is playing hot when the playoffs start. Perfect example, the San Francisco 49ers. Give me a hotter team in football. There isn't one. And guess what? I'm taking the Niners over the Rams. Why not? They already did it two week, three weeks ago. Their defense is out of this world right now. And their offense can do just... And people are like, well, there's no way. They've already done it. they already have done it. That Rams-Niners game has the potential... To be an incredibly entertaining football game. Not necessarily for the offense from the Niners. But I want to see that Niners defense go up against that Rams offense. And I'm telling you right now. I am taking the Eric Shanahan 49ers over the Sean McVay Rams. Um, I, I couldn't disagree more. I think that there's a reason the Rams went all in this year. I mean, that defense, what they did to Tom... Tom Brady had hardly any time to breathe on Sunday afternoon. He was also playing with like three of his normal starting offensive well, linemen. Well, I don't... He was you down could, an all-pro running back and an all-pro wide receiver. I'm just going to tell you right now, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey... Heck, let's throw in Leonard Floyd because he's playing good football too. That right there to me is the reason why the Rams are going to win this football game. Their defense has to play good and you're going to get opportunities to make to make plays on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he always throws like two or three a game that are like just up for grabs. You make those plays, you win the football game. So if we are sitting here next week and the Rams have two-plus turnovers in this game, the Rams are winning the football game. If the 49ers play clean, the 49ers win the football game. But I don't think they do. A lot of guys limping on Sunday or Saturday at, at Lambeau. Kittle limping, Debo limping. If those guys aren't 100%, that hurts 49, the 49ers offense, and it changes Correct. the day, dynamic completely. Um, Cooper Cup, OBJ, Cam Akers you have back now. Huge. So, you, you even have Sony Michelle. I mean, this Rams offense, the Rams defense, this is a team that, they, I mean, they did. They went all in this year. And now they have an opportunity to not only host an NFC championship game, but get a home Super Bowl, which the um, Tom Brady just did a couple years ago. But to me... Um, I'm going with the Rams. I think uh, I think Stafford has a big game. I think Cup has a big game. Um, if you're the 49ers, you you got to stop Cooper Cup. 
You let Cooper Cup go off, you're going to lose this game. Um, so for that reason, I'm taking the Rams, and I'm going to take them by 10. And on the AFC side, is anyone really going to pick against the Chiefs right now? Um, I'm going to hopefully pick the Bengals, but I'm not. Like, I'm picking them as my... That, 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 that's your heart pick. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But you're... I mean, with... They look so good. And I think that's the only thing that just drives me insane is that for the whole game, this Chiefs offense looked unstoppable. And I just don't know if that Bengals offense can keep up with them now. Do I think Jamar Chase might have 500 yards receiving? I think it's very possible. Um, but I just at the end of the day, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes right now. Yeah. I just I can't. Now, what that would set up if your prediction comes true with a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl, dude, sign me up. Oh yeah, sign me up. I I think that would set up an incredibly fun Super Bowl. I mean, I think really Chiefs versus either one of the teams in the NFC just it sets up fascinating storylines. And I mean, Joe Burrow's great. I mean, you know, all the props in the world. I just don't think that that Bengals defense has enough power to slow down that Chiefs offense. Again, no disrespect at all to Joe Burrow. Now, they played back in Week 17. And the Bengals beat Kansas City. However, that game was in Cincinnati. Um, That comfort factor for Patty Mahomes, dude, I, I mean, I'm taking the Chiefs by at least two touchdowns. By at least... Two touchdowns. Yeah, and I mean, we could have a Super Bowl rematch of um, Super Bowl 54, 49ers Chiefs. I mean, a lot of people forget that Super Bowl. Correct. You know, um, Patrick Mahomes, is that was his first Super Bowl. Wasn't that the first Super Bowl or the last Super Bowl, like regular Super Bowl, like before COVID? Yes, this is the... Right at the end of the 2020 season. Yes. Um, so that would have been the February. So one month away from COVID starting. One month starting. away from COVID. Um, and that was a game where Kansas City scored 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to win by 11. They were down 10 going into the fourth, scored 21 unanswered. Um, so, I mean, again, it just it sets up so many storylines, even for this weekend, okay? Can this young Bengals team rally together? Or is it going to be the old guard of the Kansas City Chiefs? And then on the NFC side, okay, the high-powered L.A. price tag Rams versus the blue-collar San Francisco team. Yep. Sets up tons of storylines. Um, it's going to be a great weekend of football. So uh, there's a good old Ken the Hawk Harrelson used to say, sit back, relax, strap it down. For a great weekend of football, and we will touch base with you again with a Super Bowl preview.